What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, June 27th, 2019. A date that will live in infamy. <laughs> My name is Greg Miller. I'm alongside the busiest lady in the business, Andrea Renee. No, it's Benandria Renee, oh, Greg. here we go. Why are you... Why, ah, everybody's having a good day, huh? Why are you wearing a banana hat? So I just... this. I'm going to take it off as soon as we, we get into the Roper Report. This is just a little preview. So I'm wearing this banana hat because yeah. it's part of my full banana suit that I'm wearing as part of my Benandria Renee uh, cosplay because <laughs> one John Drake donated the required $1,500 oh to St. Jude's Ooh. to get me to do an entire episode of one of my shows in the banana suit, and he chose the Games Cast. Wow. So today when we record the Games Cast live for patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames patrons, I uh, will be in the full banana suit. Of course, you can get that um, on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames tomorrow, and then it goes live for everybody on Monday. Right. But if you want to watch the live show... <laughs> of me in the banana suit it happens this afternoon. Hey, thanks for doing that. Thanks for actually, uh, you know, going out there and streaming for Guardian Con, doing it for St. Jude. That was Absolutely. awesome. Absolutely. It's yeah. for all the little lights. Um, I mean, you guys do great fundraising for Extra Life every year. St. Jude's just another oh, yeah. wonderful charity doing things for um, sick kids and families of sick kids. So, I mean, it's not hard to get on board with such a great cause. Of course, yeah. But you did it. Congratulations. Thanks. Now you got to dress like a banana. Okay, but now I'm taking the banana hat off because... Because this hey, is listen. possibly the most serious kind of funny games daily of all well, time. That's and why. Uh, John picked the games cast as his episode. I sure. just wanted to give a little preview, a little sample. Understandable. We respect that. We like that here. Because this... It's kind of funny, Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can give us your questions, comments, concerns, everything else under the video game sun. Like Andrea said, you can watch us record the Gamescast live this afternoon. You can watch Kevin and I record the PlayStation VR show, episode two of season two, live on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames this afternoon. And there's a Patreon Q&A live this afternoon, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can spend the whole day with us if you want. Uh, however, if you're you want to watch this show live as we record it, you can go to twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, uh, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe. It is housekeeping time and it is Thursday, which means there is a brand new party mode live on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Correct me if I'm wrong, Kevin. I believe it's a bunch of you acting like morons in Apex Legends. That sounds right. Not being really good at Apex Legends. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm not the best at it. Yeah. I get some shots I think it's actually in, titled but... like the, 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 this, these, this is the worst trio of Apex Legends people ever. <laughs> at one point, I shoot all the way around someone and then I get killed and did zero damage the entire We love game. party mode. We think you will too. Head over to youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can watch it for free right now. Thank you to Patreon producer Daniel Massey, Blackjack, Colton Yoder, and Mohammed Mohammed. Today we're brought to you by Third Love and Experian, but I'll get to that later because we're going to war, ladies and gentlemen. First and forever and whatever, this is the Roper Report. Time for some news, Kevin. Six items on the Roper Report. Oh, Baker's Dozen. The number one item on the Roper Report for Thursday, June 27th, 2019, I, Greg Miller, am banned from E3. I am banned from E3. This is the email that came in our inbox today. Hello. As part of the E3 terms and conditions for 2019, you had agreed to the following. The E3 badge is non-transferable and is the property of ESA. 
E3 badge swapping and or sharing is strictly prohibited. Any attendee found using another attendee's badge will have the badge confiscated and will be removed from the premises. The E3 badge must be worn at all times. Security confiscated your badge after stopping someone who had your badge on and whose ID did not match. Every year, management reviews each person and the reason their badge was confiscated and decides whether they will be granted admission to the show. As a result of this violation, you will be placed on a ban attendee list for 2020. If you have any questions, email this email address, the subject line E3 registration. I responded, of course, to the email they sent me. And then, of course, I responded to this other email or the address they gave me or whatever. And this is the thing at the ESA on Twitter. At E3 on Twitter. I put it all out there. I actually tweeted the European Space Agency by accident because I was very fired up when this caught me off guard. I'll tell you what. It turns out I didn't need the iced coffee this morning. Yeah. Because this hit and the heart hasn't stopped going yet. Yeah, adrenaline's pumping. Andrea, I get this thing and I'm like, oh my God. I thought this was, I thought you were being joking. I thought this wasn't serious. I was like, I had to do a double take. I was like, wait, you? You got the ban? Greg Miller banned from E3. Your husband said it best when he texted me. There's a lot of reasons to ban you from E3. This isn't one of them. <laughs> and I, the immediately thing is like, you know, I'll leave a Comic-Con. I'll leave a whatever. And I'll, when I'm done with my panels or whatever, and I'll take the badge off and sometimes throw it in a trash can like at the airport. And I'm mm-hmm. trying to run through my head. I'm like, where did I throw away my badge after E3? What did I do with it? Because I stopped saving them a long time ago. What did I do? And then it dawned on me. Ke- Kevin, you know what, ladies and gentlemen? I might just be a small town video game personality lawyer but it dawned on me where did i dispose of my e3 badge during show hours kevin please play exhibit a this ladies and gentlemen is me on the game spot stage with mike and lucy closing out e3 this is the last panel of E3, the last moment you can be in the convention center. And you were inside the West Hall at this moment. Yes. So I have my badge on me to get in. And I remember Tim and I, after this, cheersing with a beer, walking out to our GameSpot meet and greet. But as we were leaving, the, the convention E3 is now over. E3 has ended. Everyone must vacate. So and this is exhibit one, ladies and gentlemen. I ask you. If I'm on the show floor on the final panel of the thing, closing it out, and let's say, you know, they end with maybe five minutes before the announcement goes off. Five minutes, I run outside, I give my badge to somebody, they try to run back in, they get confiscated, this whole thing happens. No, that's impossible. That wouldn't even happen that way. I had to run it's right to game shot. It's not possible. My wife is a witness who says she saw my badge in the trash at the hotel room on Friday morning. Friday morning, E3's already done. This is the end of E3. I am on stage for the end of E3 with my badge. I clearly got in with my badge. How would they have confiscated my badge? Because I gave it to somebody else, and they did this thing. It doesn't make any sense, Kevin. So then what we have to do, Andrea, is start running conspiracy theories. Mm, Yes. I look at the comments. I see the Twitters and the message boards. I know not everybody likes Greg Miller. You know what I mean? What? what? No, no, come on, Greg. Guys, I was trending during EA Play because so many people hated me for yelling like I'm yelling right now, and that's how I am. Suck it. I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, tell him. Here's what I start running through my head, right? What could it be? Where is it going? Why, why? Who would have a reason to ban Greg Miller? Kevin, play this with the sound up. Replay this clip for everyone to hear. Mm. This, of course, is the Dice Awards. And if this is why I'm banned, they need to ban Mike Drucker, Chris Sturgeon, Jessica Chobot just because she was there as collateral damage. Mm-hmm. Play it, Kev. Uh, super. Smash Brothers Ultimate is nominated tonight for Fighting Game of the Year. They bragged about including every character in the series ever with the slogan, everyone is here. 
unlike this year's E3 where the slogan is, nobody's coming. That's <laughs> good. It's good. It got me it was a good, a good joke. joke. It's a great joke. Then it's a great joke, joke there. But we joked about it afterwards backstage. Like, oh uh-huh, man, I hope this will let us in the E3. And guess what? They did let us in the E3. And now I'm being framed. I'm being framed as someone who doesn't play by the rules or doesn't know how to handle a badge, ladies and gentlemen. My 13th E3. I'm not just going to go out and give this to some clown. Snowbike Mike had a gamer pass. We didn't help him at all. He went and covered all the stuff for us and helped us out. Just being Snowbike Mike about it. Yeah, and he would have been the prime suspect he would to have be been. caught with a Greg Miller badge. Exactly. So you have to look inside yourself at the ESA on Twitter, at E3 on Twitter. Why is this happening to me? Who over there is not a Greg Miller fan? Who, we got to start looking through who got hired at ESA recently and why they, they flipped the script on us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm fired up, Andrea. I, I, the, I now, of course, this so is all probably a very innocent mistake. Incredulous. Well, if it's an innocent mistake, this is a whopper of an innocent mistake. And I think that they have made several mistakes that I wouldn't necessarily dub innocent. For example, earlier this year, before E3, I was trying to help um, <clears throat> a mutual friend of ours get some um, get a contact inside the media registration because they were having difficulty getting badges. Sure. And, you know, you and I have been doing E3s for a long time. We know a lot of the folks at the ESA. There's a lot of really great people working there. But recently, in the last year or so, it's kind of been trending in this place that is not looking like a good direction. ESA? Yeah, the ESA. Just some of the public decisions that they've been making. Not to say that there's... You know, they're being overrun with terrible people, but just some of the people who are making the decisions are not doing what I would call like the cool thing to do. Gotcha. And so, not being bros. Yeah. So, I I, I synced up this person I know that has a well known uh, video game outlet that has been covering literally for over a decade, and they were just having trouble getting all of the badges they needed. Per Schneider. And it was definitely Per Schneider. No, it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) They came back to me and said they can buy media access for $1,000. Sure. $995 is what they said. They're like, oh, sorry, we can't help you out there. We saw that they submitted, and this is what they were approved for. But if they want more badges, they can buy them. And I was like... My jaw, like, dropped on the floor. Have you not run into that yet? No. Oh, man, no. That's kind of funny's MO. Last year, I wrote in, and I was like, hey, I need, you know, we were seven last year, right? I need to get seven badges because we were sending everybody. And they wrote back, like, we'll give you two. You can buy the rest. And I was like, well, okay, but, like, we're kind of funny. We split off from IGN, and I'm not, this isn't a privilege thing. I'm just mm-hmm. like, every year before this, you've given us all the badges. You understand we're doing different things. We're, you know, we're hosting stuff for GameSpot. Mm-hmm. I need to get at least more than two people in. I'm like, no, just two. You can buy more. And then I hit you up, and you gave me your contact, and your contact was like, oh, sure, got me got me the rest of the badge for the team, great. Then this year, your contact, now our contact is gone. Mm-hmm. I got the same thing, two. It's like, all right, hit up the contact. Who can I talk to? He said, this guy. Hit up that guy. Before that guy could respond, media relations responded and was like, no, two. Pay for the rest if you want. I, I was like, oh, okay. I was shocked that they took such a hard stance because I heard from many, many, many small bloggers, outlets, podcasts, what have you, saying they got denied for badges this yeah. year. And it was noticeable on the show floor how empty it was, particularly on Thursday. I was really surprised by how how little the attendance felt on like the third day of E3 when generally that's when you play catch up for appointments you missed or things that you didn't think you were going to be able to fit in. It's still a very busy day. Yeah. But it didn't feel busy probably because they told all these outlets, hey, go fuck yourself, buy the badge or you can't come. Yeah. And that to me is really gross. That's the concern, right? And like, you know how people are like, oh, E3's dying or whatever. And like, yeah, okay. Like even removing that from it, 
it seems more and more that these are the stories you're hearing from mm. smaller content creators. Where back, I remember when we left originally IGN, and I was like, this is going to be hard. Like, you know, I've never had to register myself for E3. Like, right. always, you know, IGN hits you up and, like, here's the link, do the thing, you're fine. And so I was amazed by how easy it was. But it seems like the pivot, and I don't know the ESA inner workings as well as you do and who's getting hired, who's leaving, but. It does seem to be that once they off- started offering the gamer pass, it seemed to be a more like, okay, cool. How can we continue to monetize this? How can we? And I understand uh, you're a business. How do you play for the convention center? How do you do all this stuff with Microsoft leaving, Sony leaving? Sure, but it fundamentally changes the structure of E3. If I let's go back to okay. 2008 when Andrea Renee got the opportunity to go to E3 for her very first time with a small little outlet called TheBitBag.com. Now, they had an okay Alexa ranking towards Davis did a did a great job of building that site. But compared to some of the, the giant sites of that era, I mean, they were pretty small potatoes. But they got a badge because they showed consistent quality of coverage, despite the fact that their circulation didn't match that of like an EGM. Right. Yeah. Because um, you have to build you have to like have a nice, healthy mix of your small, medium and large outlets, sure. because otherwise you're skewing all of the media coverage to the people who can afford to have like this this massive staff of people and so back then I was really I felt really lucky that I was able to get a badge I wouldn't be able to get that same badge if the bitbag.com applied today I I highly doubt because of the way that they've changed the metrics but my point of saying this is you don't know where those small outlets are going to go in two years five years ten years I look at our other mutual friend Jake Baldino who runs as part of the team that runs game ranks they started super small and now they've crossed over 5 million subscribers on their channel in just a matter lo- of years. He loved to rub it in our face. He <laughs> judges week, remember? Oh, just hit 5 million subs. Get out of here, Jake. He's just like the most humble person I know, ever. He's great, dude. Um, and I think that that's important for the ESA to recognize that it doesn't take a million subscribers sure. for somebody to be doing great work. And particularly those diverse voices that are so needed in the game media space are the ones that struggle with it the most. Your LGBTQ mm-hmm. outlets, your outlets of. Uh, run by people of color, your outlets run by women, tend to struggle at the bottom with circulation as they build their following to compete with your GameSpots, your IGNs, your Game Informers of the world. And so I find that incredibly disappointing that the ESA is taking the stance because if I got denied a media badge and I had to buy a gamer badge, that immediately puts me on a different circulation you list. You can get to stuff. So the PR and marketing people who are reaching you. out to me yep. to book interviews and behind closed doors demos that I need to do my coverage yep. don't even know that I'm attending so they don't invite me. And by the time I figure out that they have something at the show, they're like, oh, well, we're all booked up now. We don't have any more room for you. Like literally last year, that was one of our problems is that people started emailing me pretty close show being like, I'm not seeing you on any of the E3 media reg lists. You're coming, right? And I was like, oh, right, because we went through a back door, a back channel, right? Right. It didn't have everybody on there. So like we didn't have an appointment for Capcom. Like Capcom, you know, we had to be like, can we get Tim in to see Resident Evil? Like nobody talked to us about it. We didn't know it was going to be like, well, we didn't know you're going to be there. It's like, crap, right? That's the thing that happens. And I'm with you of... There has to be, it, I understand there being a gray area, I understand being overrun with people submitting, right? But just the, like you're saying, it just doesn't make sense. Where I know the old adage was like, oh man, if you have an IGN blog and you apply for uh, you know, uh, access to E3 as media, you're going to get the pass, right? Right. Clearly that doesn't need to be the case every time. And I, it's definitely a podcast, I'm not throwing people who do blogs on other sites on the thing. But 
the thing here is like you're saying you, this year you had no trouble getting the three girls in, right? You, you know, you and the three girls, including yourself. <laughs> yes. was, I'm, I'm too fast right now and too upset. Yeah. But like, so then the other side is kind of funny. Couldn't get three bass- passes. We could only get two. And again, you're Andrea. Everybody knows Andrea. Don't get me wrong. But it's just like, wait a second. Like, what's the what's the metric there between us, right? Because I'm not even trying to be weird about it. Like, we're bigger than what's good, right? You like, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just a fact, Greg. Just making sure. I don't know if there's some <laughs> ranking I don't know about somewhere. You're always on these lists for top podcasts in the video game space. Well, just because you have more viewers doesn't mean you're better, Greg. <laughs> she got me. She got me there. I walked right into that. But that's, and you know, so that's the thing. But like. So what are they judging on? Where is it happening? This is a great question. And I understand that it's not an exact science because it shouldn't be because you need to have people that have a discerning eye to say, you know what, this blog over here maybe only gets 5,000 downloads a week, but the perspective and the voice they have is really important and they're doing really great critical work or they're doing really creative work at a high level of quality. And so we need to give them priority access because if you stand them up against a YouTuber that has 500,000 views that a that's just doing vlogs or prank videos or something that but just wants to come to e3 but isn't focused on doing gaming industry content or consistent video game coverage then i don't think that those are necessarily should be weighted just because one has a bigger audience if this one the small person is doing better coverage right and so you need somebody on the inside that has that critical eye to be able to tell the difference and i don't know who is that person at the esa right now something that i think would be a really interesting way to do it and this is more work and and in a perfect world, and it, as if the ESA only for, focused on E3, when it's not true, they do a million different things, is I think it'd be, it'd be a really nice opportunity if you as, and this I guess is a slippery slope as well, but as publishers who work with it, as PR people who work with sites and blogs and all manner of things, we're able to endorse people. Now, I understand that gets slippery of like, well, then I can blackball you if I don't like you, if you don't give me coverage. But I think you and I know a lot of PR people is actually, as long as they're doing good work and being honest, right? Nobody has a problem with you usually. But I understand. Maybe even other content creators could endorse people. But if there's an endorsement system of like, cool, like Snow Mike Mike is great and he's helping out Kind of Funny. Kind of Funny has two badges, so I can't get Snow Mike Mike in, right? And when he was like, Oh man, I want to. I'm like, hey, can you give out our two of our awards? Me and Tim are running off. I here's who won. He's like, sure. Where do I meet you? And I'm like, meet me at a, uh, you know, five twenty two or whatever. And he's like, I have no idea what that is. And I'm like, oh, it's upstairs. He's like, oh, I can't. I don't think I'm, I can get up there because my ba- people are really looking at my yellow badge. I was like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Like, there's got to be a, a different system here. Today, yes. for some reason, I'm a casualty of it. And the what I'm, I still no response. I've been refreshing nonstop since I responded to both emails, being like, uh. And then obviously, there's enough movement on Twitter, even though the European Space Agency got a lot of it. Um, I'll be interested to see what they say about it because you and I were running other hypotheticals, right? Like even Jen and I were. Where she's like, "Well, you threw it away in the hotel. It's possible somebody." And I'm like, "But that doesn't make any sense. Like the show was over. The Gamespot right. video is the end of the show." And Jen was like, "Well, you know, they closed down throughout Tuesday." But I was like. Even then, it would be that you show up and like let me in for E3, and they're like, "You're a media person. This is industry only." They wouldn't check my ID at that or the ID at that point. And then you were like, "Maybe somebody made a fake badge. Maybe they reissued a badge." Yeah, there's a. The only thing I can think of, if this is legitimate, if somebody legitimately had your badge with your barcode, the only way they could have gotten it is if somebody in the registration department reprinted your badge, either on accident or intentionally. Yeah. yeah. So like, either they like clicked the wrong thing and they printed somebody's and even badge. My inst- I, did the inst- I did the same Instagram there- story thing, but I covered the barcode of my thumb. I'm not like that. Yeah, but you would think, though, that when they if they reprint, if there's another Greg Miller out there. And there is. Re- there's another. There's a PR Greg Miller out there, I know. Right, but he's not picking up a media badge. No. Yeah. So no. I just like, 
I don't see a world in which the, an actual reprint happened uh, because of they actually check the IDs there too. Like yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. And they check your ID at the, at the metal detector, and I just I don't understand how somebody got your badge when you had your badge. Yeah, yeah, I had my badge <laughs> the entire time. I never lent it out to anybody. And, and, and like that's the thing, right? Even if I had lent it out to somebody, mm -hmm. let's say I'm lying through my teeth right now, mm -hmm. and I had given it to Snow Mike, and I'm like, just go and pretend to be Greg Miller, right? Security confiscated your badge after stopping someone. So. How do the you, hell did I get into E3 Do you E3, think then? there's somebody that may have taken it from GameSpot's war room or backstage? No, because I took it all. I, I think even then, what I, the way I do it, because I'm used to doing stuff on camera so much right. and getting photos or whatever, like I hang them on my belt and right. then I just tuck them in my back pocket when I go to do something. Right. Yeah, so you I, had I it on your person. Yeah. And that's the thing is like not to mention, I mean, I, I obviously I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to swear to God that I had it in my back pocket at the time. Right. Maybe I did. But even then it would have been that they confiscated it. How do you get to my hotel room? at the end of the show. Right. right. If they confiscated it, then you wouldn't have had it See, that, in the hotel. That's the thing, is that this is a bold-faced lie, unless, like we're saying, somebody made a knockoff badge somebody, or something. Yeah. You, you, this is why, of course, again, you never tweet or Instagram photos of your badge. I'm looking at you, Tim Gettys. You did it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Bad boy. Don't do it. Because, yeah, because people can, can take that barcode and then make a recreation of your badge and then bring it to the show even and use then, it. And there's security features on them. Like typically they have a uh, watermarks and things like that. Yes. Yeah. They do UV that thing with the, pen, the we go yeah. into right. those purple lights now. Yeah. But if you get a security guard that doesn't do Care. it quite accurately yeah. or does it lax, cause there's like a hundred people trying to get in. But then like, it's confiscated, so you have to imagine they've had time to investigate. See, oh, and see be that like, it's a false badge. This is a real badge. Kevin, you're right. We're stretching because and it's clearly a bullshit claim. <laughs> <laughs> We're going down this road that doesn't exist because it doesn't exist. And I would, at, right now, to give you all a real read <laughs> on the situation, I would say right now, eighty-five percent of this is we're goofing around, having fun. Of like, clearly yeah. this isn't going to stick. I'm not here. really going to be banned. I if I get that. another fucking email today that's like, nah, nah, we looked into it, you're banned. Then guess what? It's true they hate me. Something's up. Devolver Digital's already invited me and the European Space Agency to stream from their lot next year. So we'll see what we have to do. The hey. European mm -hmm. Space Agency. Who would have thunk? You know, I yeah. saw ESA pop hey, up. No, it was verified. No. I was like, go, I'm mad. I'm not. I don't know what's happening. Lord almighty. We'll see how it all nets out, ladies and mm. gentlemen. But at some point. We, name, we may need the hashtag free Greg Miller to trend. Right now, it's just I'm banned from E3. Oh, cool Greg's going to be so excited. Cool Greg's going to be excited? For the free, oh, free Greg Miller. We're pushing free Greg Miller? Well, if that happens, we need to start the shirt. I digress. Number two, I guess, in the real news of the day, <laughs> Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo are against U.S. tariffs into this thing together. Uh, Rebecca Valentine at GamesIndustry.biz reports. Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo have written a joint letter in opposition of a proposed 25% tariff, which would affect, among numerous other products, video game consoles. The tariffs, proposed in May, are the Trump administration's response to a growing trade dispute with China. Gaming categories affected include video game consoles, game controllers, and coin-op arcade machines. The joint letter, which was posted on June 18th, is signed by Microsoft VP, Deputy uh, General Counsel Linda K. Norman, Nintendo of America General Counsel and Executive VP of B Business Affairs Devin Pritch Pritchard, and Sony General Counsel Senior VP Legal and Business Affairs Jennifer Louie. Uh, it begins by expressing support 
of the ESA's request to remove a broad range of video game related tariffs from the final list, then specifically outlines the hefty impact that console tariffs could have on the gaming industry in the US, requesting that they especially be taken out. Quote, in particular, tariffs on video game consoles would injure customers, video game developers, retailers, and console manufacturers, put thousands of high value, rewarding U.S. jobs at risk, and stifle innovation in our industry and beyond the letter opens. While we appreciate the administration's efforts to protect U.S. intellectual property and preserve U.S. high-tech leadership and disappropriate harm caused by these tariffs to the U.S. consumers and businesses will undermine, not advance these goals. The letter notes that in 2018, over 96% of video game consoles imported into the U.S. came from China, and that moving even a small part of console-making supply chains out of China, China would be disproportionately challenging and expensive. Parentheses, though it was reported earlier this month that Nintendo had already pulled at least some of its production out of China in response to the tariffs. It argues that since consoles are sold under such tight margins, the 25% tariff would inevitably be passed on to the consumer. This, it continues, would dramatically impact the $43 billion U.S. gaming industry, uh, and by extension, it's more than 220,000 employees, especially as it approaches the 2019 holiday season. Wrapping this up, quote, given that the main purpose of video game consoles is to play games as significant as the impact of tariffs would be for video game console makers and consumers, the harm to the thousands of U.S. based game and accessory developers who depend on console sales to generate demand for their products would be equally profound, the letter reads. The ripple effect of harm could be dramatic. Our consoles have generated a vast ecosystem of small and medium-sized game developers. A significant number of those games played on Microsoft, Nintendo, and SIE video game consoles are not developed by our own companies in-house. Rather, the games are created by independent developers and purchased separately by consumers. This system expands options for consumers by promoting a rich diversity of game offerings. Andrea? Yes, Greg. A lot of mumbo-jumbo. I'm not smart enough to understand here. It's <laughs> so incredibly complicated, this deal. And I understand that our governments need to like pick fights with each other over stuff to like puff their chest out or whatever. But the whole Trump's whole deal with the U.S. and China trade deal is it's just not ideal for literally anybody. No. <laughs> yeah. And also... It's, it's it's got so many layers of which, as Greg mentioned, we're not qualified to discuss um, that it's no surprise to me that all of these video game manufacturers banded together to say, yo, everybody suffers here. The and consumer that, suffers. We suffer. Um, that's our why employees I, suffer. Like, what's the upside of this exactly? And that was the thing where I think for me, obviously not understanding the the intricacies of this and how mm-hmm. much it would actually affect the ripples and that sort of It was more the idea that look at them all band together, right? Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo all putting out this statement together of like, right. hey, we got to. We, you know, obviously, and I know it's better than ever in terms of everybody working together. They were all on stage at the Game Awards. But right. for this one in particular, it's just like, that's that's neat. That's cool. Yeah, exactly. And there was a story that came out on CNBC this morning um, with the title of Trump says the U.S.-China trade deal is possible, but he's, quote, happy where we are now. The major key points here, President Trump says that he wants to make a trade deal with China, but he is very happy. And should the deal not happen and the U.S. decides to put tariffs on the remaining Chinese imports, he said the levy could be 10 percent rather than the 25 percent on the $250, 250 billion dollars worth of goods now subject to the duties so (laughs) i I just don't understand like what the posturing's about but then again there's a lot of stuff in these political agreements that uh we the general public and citizens of the united states will never ever ever have information on yeah sounds as uh, you'd expect like a bad deal raw deal
You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. just going to screw everything up. And I appreciate the video game console manufacturers coming out and being like, hey, let's look at this beyond just the consoles, right? We're talking about developers. We're talking about consumers. We're talking about the bit, you know, the uh, independent U.S. developers that have been created in this, you know, a gold rush we've been able to have. It's an interesting take. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it develops. Number three. Uh, Stadia is talking about data caps. This is Matt Perslow over at IGN who writes Google Vice President Phil Harrison believes that internet service providers will adapt to accommodate video game streaming and will offer higher data caps to permit the increased levels of data required by Google Stadia. Talking to IGN and other journalists at a roundtable event at Google's UK offices, Harrison said, quote, data caps is not a universal challenge. The ISPs have a strong history of staying ahead of consumer trends. If you look at the trend over time, when music streaming and downloading became very popular, data caps moved up. And then with the evolution of TV and film streaming, data caps moved up. And we expect that will continue. We expect that that will continue to be the case, he explained. These comments address the concerns of many potential Stadia users, particularly in the U.S., where internet data caps are a widespread factor. Effectively, if you have a data cap, there is a limit on how long you can play Stadia 4, which makes it a less attractive prospect than a console, which does not require constantly to stream data to the internet. Quote, the ISPs are smart. They understand that they're in the business of keeping consumers ha- customers happy and keeping customers with them for a long period, said Harrison, emphasizing his belief that companies who provide the internet to people's homes will be the ones who solve this issue that Stadia faces. That's the hope. That is my hope as well, right? I always feel like when we argue, when, when I talk about how much I'm into Stadia, how, ex- how excited I am for Project X Cloud. This is one of the things people throw at me in terms of, well, you, you, the data caps, uh, the infrastructure in the U.S. isn't there. And I hear that and understand that, but I feel like that's such a now problem when the hope will be that as technology continues to snowball down the mountain, as it always does, we start solving those problems as we go. However, that doesn't inspire, like, and I'm with Phil on this, and I believe that'll happen too. It doesn't inspire confidence, I think, in the general consumer to go out and buy this thing when they know that they have a five gig data cap or whatever it's going to be. Absolutely. And this is just echoing what we've been saying all along about new technology. You're going to have your early adopters, the people that are going to essentially have to be the guinea pigs or the beta mm-hmm. testers of the technology. It's going to be too expensive. It's going to not work. It's only going to be good for a very small selection of people. And if that's what Google Stadia is going to be at launch, cool. Yeah. I think we're, when we're looking at the overall industry, I think where we get concerned about Google being in charge of Stadia in particular is that Google has a history of cutting programs that are not yep. profitable. Yep. And... While they also do have a, a history of creating incredibly innovative products that go on to be wildly successful, um, I think gamers are rightly concerned that if Stadia isn't successful or doesn't monetize within the first 18 to 24 months, that potentially Google will reevaluate their commitment to Stadia and potentially divert those resources to something that's making them more profitability. So. And that's the thing, right? Is like I agree with you, and I do think you know even this article from Matt goes on talking about. Phil talking about 5G and what that means and where that's coming from and how that's going. That's the, the same argument, though. It's like, cool. Yes, that is coming. Yes, data caps are going to go up as, you know, technology continues to evolve. Are you guys in it long enough for that haul? Are, are you right. going to be part of that that actually pushes that? Or are you going to be something that flares out like you're saying that we've all been worried about? Because, meh, this isn't doing what we want. We're not seeing the return on it slowly, you know, sunset it. 
Right. And I think the reason why I'm so skeptical is that right now in the United States, we have an administration in place whose priority is to service corporations and corporation profits. And so that doesn't inspire confidence in me to believe that the consumer is going to have enough of an impact to get the corporations to change their standing policy of profits first. I would hope that they would recognize that if they give consumers more choice with their data and their in their Internet plans, that that would eventually lead to more profits because then more people would buy into the plan. You would think that this is obvious. Yeah. yeah. But we're in this predicament right now where I don't have any faith that our administration is going to allow um, the consumers to have impact on the telecommunications company's stronghold over the regulations in D.C. That's just maybe my very negative viewpoint of where our government is at with the telecommunications industry in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I... It's not what I want, Greg. No, I know. It's the reality of the situation, right? Uh, Whatever. Everybody's going to argue about everything and nothing will ever get done. Uh, I think it's inevitable that this stuff changes and grows. But yeah, will it it be what we're worried about with net neutrality? Is it going to be that you're getting nickel and dimed and everything, you know? Who knows? Well... I love the example that people bring up, and I think it's a good one, where they say, once upon a time, you 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 used to have to pay per text message you sent. Yeah. And now, unlimited text messages are pretty much a universal feature of every mobile service plan that I can think of. And that change took many years to happen. Yeah. So potentially, people you know, this is- People paid a lot of money when, like, back in the day. Yeah, when you had to pay per text. Yeah, it was 10 cents, and that shit would add up. Heck yeah, man. And so, like, we as a consumer, you know, said, this is not what we want, but, like, that change took many, many years. Yeah. So I have no doubt we're now just beginning the fight for, you know, unlimited bandwidth and get away with data caps. I know it's been part of the conversation for the last couple of years, but I think it's all coming to a head now, and not just with people like Google Stadia, but also with people like Netflix and other, you know, subscription services that rely on streaming data. Yeah. In this same vein, number four on the Roper Report, Cyberpunk has had its install size revealed. This is Virgil over at GamePressure.com. Cyberpunk 2077 can be pre-ordered on PlayStation Store and Microsoft Store, which led us to learning that the PlayStation 4 version of the game will likely require at least 80 gigabytes of disk space available. Parentheses, 13 gigabytes more than the already bulky days gone. And that the Xbox One version will attempt to take full advantage of of its platform's unique capabilities. Owners of the most powerful console in the world should be able to run the game in 4K. It's not quite clear yet how uh, Cyberpunk 2077 will utilize the extra power of PlayStation 4 Pro or how much space the Xbox version will exactly require. This is not surprising at all. I actually thought it was going to be bigger. Yeah, well, I mean, what? Red Dead was 99? Kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. (laughs) That's what she said. (laughs) Good job, Kevin. Kevin. Um, Uh, Yeah, I'm used to it, but again, this goes back to what we talk about all the time when we talk about Stadium, when we talk about XCOM, when we talk about data caps of like, I have amazing, awesome internet at home. I, don't, I haven't thought about it. Like, literally, when I come home, and it's like, oh, there's a 20 gigabyte thing. Oh, cool. Boop. And it, uh, it'll be 10 minutes. All right, cool. I'm going to go walk Portillo. I'll be back. It'll be done. You know what I mean? I just don't think about that, but I know for so many people it is. You oh, have to, like, God. set that to download overnight, and then when you wake up in the morning, you hope it's done. It's, so, it's like old days when I'd be, like, downloading <laughs> stuff off, uh, 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 not Napster, the other one. 
Kazaa. Yeah, Kazaa. Oh, yeah. Kazaa. Remember Kazaa? Yeah, yeah I do. Downloading all sorts of stuff out there. Heads up for you, but as we continue to move towards that digital future, you got to get ready for it, I guess. Did you see the cool cyberpunk cosplay contest that they're doing? I did, yeah, at a whole bunch of different events. I, I was like, Roper Report or not? I was like, eh, okay. No, just like a, a shout out if you guys are cosplayers out there and you're interested, um, CD, uh, CD Projekt Red is doing a fantastic uh, cosplay contest for cyberpunk with the um, first place purse being $40,000. And there are several opportunities to enter both online and in person so if you guys are interested i would just google cyberpunk cosplay contest and you'll get yeah all the i'm details. looking at it right here because uh, they send a full press release about totally, it yeah. totally anyone wishing can submit their entry online via the official cosplay contest website or take part in one of the offline qualifiers the latter will be held at a major gaming or will be later the latter will be held at major gaming shows around the world throughout the year including gamescom pax west tokyo game show igromer in moscow russia and then paris games week in paris france so there you go Oh, hold on a second. Hold on. Mm-hmm. 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 What are you looking at? ESA is responding to me. Oh. They better be cowering right now. Well, while he is reading that response, I'll read the next story. Harry Potter Fest. Niantic Inc. and WB Games, in collaboration with the city of Indianapolis, announced the first ever real-world event for Harry Potter Wizards Unite, the hit augmented reality mobile game played by millions of wizards and witches around the world. will be coming to Indianapolis from August 31st through September 1st. The Harry Potter Wizard Unites Fan Festival will take place at the White River State Park, where players will be able to engage in a variety of interactive experiences, bridging the in-game experience with the real world. Players will explore Indianapolis and the beautiful White River River State Park to discover mysterious artifacts, cast spells, and encounter fantastic beasts alongside their friends and other players. Uh, this is exciting, but also why over Pax West? Why you gotta yeah. do that, Niantic? You know Pax West is like one of the biggest gaming shows in the United States. Man. But I guess when you're thinking about weather in Indianapolis, the end of August is a pretty good time. So I guess if you're interested in that, mark it in your calendars, wizards and witches. I like that they're doing those live events. Like, you know what I mean? They did Pokemon mm-hmm. Go again in Chicago and stuff. I like that it's also in the Midwest, uh, an area that for the most part is kind of ignored by video game conventions True. and things to that effect. But yeah, right. I wish it, I think, it, I mean, I think they would have such a better, I, it's not a better turnout, I guess. And plus then you have to worry about hotel prices. And, but it would be cool to pair it with a real a real convention. A, a convention that's already established in there. Right. Because I do think not only would you be able to get all the Harry Potter fans uh, to travel to it, I think you'd then have a whole bunch of people who just bleed off the convention, right? Of like, I'm going to go over to that for a while and check that out. Because like I'm casually playing it, not like uh, Barrett and Joey and you and uh, Alyssa who are all about it. All right. So here's what we got, all right? Okay. ESA has hit me up. I'm going to edit as I go so I don't give out any information here. Hey, Greg. Blank from the ESA. I saw your post about being banned from E3, and of course I want to help. I'm not sure where the breakdown was, but our security team confiscated your badge because someone was trying to get into the convention center with it. Parentheses, scanning your badge is attached. Did you throw it away or leave it somewhere? Obviously, we want to get to the bottom of this and help however we can. Talk soon. Did they attach a photo? They did. It's a scan, right? And that's that's my badge. I mean, I don't know if that's my badge number or if that's my badge barcode. They would know that at that point Mm -hmm. or whatever. I don't know. Well, you would know because check your email. From your barcode email that they sent mm, you, that has that same number. It on should it? match. Mm, okay. Okay. Effort. Okay. Well, no. I mean, Kevin, I don't know if you know this. We're in court. We're in court right now, right? Pretty sure we're in the studio. And so I responded back, "Hey, ESA person, thanks for the help. Yeah, I threw it away Friday morning in my hotel trash can. When, when, when was this one confiscated? Did they issue a second one to someone else before Friday? Before. It's a good question. Friday. Oh, the plot thickens. There's right. a vague threat in there. Um, I, I will murder because <laughs> it's gotta be vague no sorry that's too on the point yeah if it oh, doesn't sorry. get resolved you guys are gonna have issues or something like that because we're getting pretty late into the show here did you want me to just go ahead to our 
our sponsors and then we cut back to um to new dates while uh, you're writing this thing i wrote it and said you it did? that's you're fine good? yeah yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I, I mean we, we can drop the number six is astral chain is not a trilogy which we never reported the first part of but i saw it today when it was a slow news day and i was like i'll toss that in there so ign uh, janet garcia says astral chain it was a mistranslation it could be a trilogy it could have been but it's just one game don't worry about it okay. uh now we can toss the ads in there andrea or the sponsors as we like to call them um first up it's third love Let's get you a better bra, people. Jen, Gia, and more of the kind of honeys love their third love bra, and you will too. Third Love uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for the perfect fit and premium feel. Third Love offers more than 70 sizes, including their signature half cup sizes. You can skip the trip and find your fit with Third Love's online Fit Finder order and try on at home. No more awkward fitting room experiences. Every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, return it, and Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. Third Love's team of expert fit stylists are dedicated to helping you find your perfect fit. Fit stylists are available every day to help via text, chat, or phone. Returns and exchanges are free and easy. This is hands down the most comfortable bra you'll own with straps that won't slip and tagless labels. There's no itching. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now, they are offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com games now to find your perfect fitting bra. And I, I saw I'm going to get there in a second. And get 15% off your first purchase. First purchase. That's thirdlove.com games for 15% off today. 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 Next up is Experian. You know, the better your credit score, the easier it is to get stuff that you want and the less you'll have to pay. So the question is, why is it so hard to raise your credit score? Now it won't be thanks to Experian. They've launched Experian Boost, a brand new way to instantly increase your credit scores for free. For the first time ever, paying your utilities and cell phones can instantly improve your credit score. Experian Boost works by giving you credit for the bills you've already been paying through your bank account, like water, gas, electric, cable, and more. Uh, A higher credit score can help you establish and get access to credit and preferred rates for the things you want and need in life. Experian is on a mission to help boost America's credit score, which will help millions of people across the country build and get better access to credit. Uh, It used to take months to see your credit score rise a point or two. With Boost, you can start increasing your credit scores instantly. Boost is free to use and only available from Experian. I've talked about it multiple times this week, but as you know, I had this credit card. It dinged me. It screwed up my credit. It took forever to get my credit score back to where it should be. This would have been helpful for me. We can't believe it's taking someone so long to do this. What are you waiting for? Experian Boost can potentially help you establish or increase your access to credit. Boost your FICO score instantly for free. Boost is only available at Experian.com slash KFGames. That's E-X-P-E-R-I-A-N dot com slash KFGames. Experian.com slash KFGames. Now, what you turned to me was breaking news as well. This one, a fun one from one Jeff Keighley, who has announced that the Game Critic Awards Best of E3 have been announced. So what I want you to do, Andrea, yes. is go to the official list of upcoming software from all the platforms and read the out todays. And then I'm going to go get our p- predictions and we'll see okay. who's going to Olive Garden for free. Out today, the Elder Scrolls Legends Moons of Elsewhere is available now. Devolver Digital's Inventive Adventure Minute is now available on Android and iOS devices. Of course, Jared Petty, former um, colleague of ours here at Kind of Funny, a big proponent of the game Minute, so now available on your phone. Uh, Fuji for Oculus Quest, Rift S, Valve Index, and Steam VR is out. Um, Fuji? It's got two eyes. 
Uh, GTA Online, Triple GTA, and RP bonuses are available across a number of race modes in GTA Online this week, such as the Hot Ring Circuit Races, Isis Classic Races, RC Bendito Races, All Rockstar Stunt Races, and Time Trials are also delivering rewards with double GTA money and RP until July 3rd. A free Nagasaki white hoodie also waits all players who log in during the same period. Wartech Fighters unloads mech action on Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. The Sinking City is now available on PS4, PC, and Xbox One. Furwind is on Switch and Xbox One. Wartech Fighters is on Switch and Xbox One. And then we've got a giant list of Switch games. Here we go. Arcade Archives, Wild Western, Baobab's Mausoleum, Episode 2, 1313, Barnabas, Dead and Drive. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that is the name of one single game. BitLogic, a cyberpunk arcade adventure, Cheeky Cheeky Boxy Pro Wrestling, <laughs> Dandy Dungeon, The Legend of Brave, Yamada, Devil May Cry, Driving School or- Original, Epic Astro Story, Furwind, Goonia Fighter, Graveyard Keeper, Home Escape, Human Rocket Person, Irony Curtain, Irony Curtain? From Matroska with Love, Lines X, MotoGP 19, Nekopara Volume 3, QYO Blaster, Sega Ages Virtual Racing, Sega Ages Wonder Boy, Monsterland, Wartech Fighters, World Word Mesh, and Reign of Blood DLC Pack is now available for Total War 3 Kingdoms. Whoa, that's a lot of games, Greg. It's Thursday, that's how it goes. <laughs> I'm going to talk about one of those because I love it. Dandy Dungeon on the Gamescast today. You should come check it out. Dandy Dungeon. New dates for you. Dead in Vineland <laughs> launches on Nintendo Switch on July 11th. Space Dance is coming to Steam July 10th. Uh, Hamsterdam from the Kind of Funny Game Showcase is coming to Switch, PC, and mobile August 1st. And then What Remains of Edith Finch is coming to Nintendo Switch on July 4th, 2019. Celebrate America's independence by going through a cursed family's home. Andrea. Yes, Greg. As I said, Jeff Keighley has announced the yes. Game Critics Best of E3 2019 award winners. You and I were on the voting panel, of course. That's we how were. we did it. We went through and uh, we went through, saw the games at Judge Week, saw the games at the show, then went and voted. Then when we went through the nominees on Kind of Funny Games Daily on Tuesday, June 25th, 2019, we made our, not our personal picks like we were voting. What are you doing? Downloading minute on okay, my phone, okay, okay, but cool, I have yeah. my app store okay, connected I was like, to my face this ID. This is more escalating than I thought it would be. Uh, we went through and made our predictions of who would win. Not our personal votes. We'd already voted. That was already right. done, but we went through and we're trying to guess. to guess. On the line, ladies and gentlemen, of course, is a meal at the Olive Garden because Andrew Renee loves the Olive Garden. I just like getting out of the office sometimes. <laughs> so again, you can go to the GameCriticsAwards.com, see all the winners. I'm just going to go through exactly what we did. We're going to start with Best of Show. Okay. The winner... Final Fantasy VII Remake. Of course, you and I both picked that. No problem there. Okay. Next was Best Original Game. Should I be keeping like a tally? I got it. It's, okay. I, I went through to highlight it. Okay. it it's pretty easy. Uh, best Original Game. I, I said John Wick Hex. Okay. You said Control. The winner is The Outer Worlds. So no the one Outer gets a Worlds. Point. No one gets a point. And what's heartbreaking is, look, I wrote it as my pick and crossed it and out and put John Wick mind. Hex. That's going to haunt me. <laughs> uh, the best action game, we both picked Doom Eternal, and that is what won. Uh, best action adventure game, I picked Awakening. Oh, I'm sorry, Legend of Zelda Link's, uh, Link's Awakening. You picked Watchdog Legions. The winner is... Watch Dogs Legion. Yeah. Andrea rolls ahead with a point. I win. I win. Best role-playing game, <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Remake 1. We both picked that. Best family social game, I picked Fall Guys. You picked Pokemon. Luigi's Mansion won. No Should've points known. awarded. Should've known. Best online multiplayer, we both picked Call of Duty Modern Warfare. That is what won. Best independent game, we both picked John Wick Hex. 12 minutes won again. Dang, you should've picked 12 minutes. Best ongoing game, you picked Fortnite. I picked Monster Hunter World. Destiny, Destiny 2-1, which 2 makes one. me so happy. And you get a free meal at the Olive Garden. Yeah. So there you go. Yay, free meals for all of us. Didn't say that, Kev. You didn't play. You you, you didn't get off the bench. BKD, you didn't get off the bench. (laughs) 
You know what I mean? I can make you go alone. I love well, I mean, we're waiting. We're all gonna what go, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pay for you too. Talk you know? gonna pay for all of it. Don't yeah, that's true. Anyone. That's fair. That's fair. Woo! Free meal. <laughs> not today. Too much stuff happening today. Like I it's said, it's a of busy course, day today. After this, uh, of course, Internet Explorers. Then Kevin and I have the PSVR show. One o'clock. You can watch Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. Gamescast. Two o'clock. Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. And then four o'clock. Patreon Q and A. Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. And Kind of Funny. You can get them both places. I will keep you updated on the Twitter about what's going on with my E3 ban. Uh, we're gonna go to 2038 Pokemon CEO who writes in and says the importance of Kind of Funny Games daily. Uh, do you guys see yourself as a news aggregator? You pull news from all over the industry and bring it to our attention. Yes, there is repetitiveness, but if you chose not to cover a subject, it would impact how others get the news. Kind of Funny Games Daily would be an intri- KFG K- KFGD would be interesting to see all the topics over time in relation to change in the industry. So first off, are we a news aggregator, Andrea? You sort of. Yeah. Um, I would say... Um, Technically, yes, but we are by no means a complete news aggregator. There are many, many uh, pieces of news that we sure. never cover. Um, there are specific types of news that we don't cover. Like traditionally, we don't cover esports stories yep. on ca- Kind of Funny Games Daily. Uh, every once in a while, we will dip into esports, but so we don't cover those. There's um, a lot of the the PC gaming stories specifically that are geared What's just with towards PC yeah. gaming. We don't cover you know like what the latest version of TurboTax is for example so yes I mean technically we aggregate gaming news but we're by no means a complete source of aggregation yeah you know I always talk about the biggest stories in video and nerdy news of the day right like for me it is the top stories and mm-hmm. I think we've done a good job of that or we're, stories that we have a personal interest in sure also true yeah, yeah we bring that to the table of course with all the division stuff and you're whatever's going on with destiny uh, <laughs> but yeah I do see us I do see the show as a news aggregator I do think that like I think you know we bring things to the table even when we're not as we've learned in the past not well versed enough in the period but also when it's just not our cup of tea right like uh the suicide this week was one of those things of i was i'm not familiar with that content creator but i know that that is happening in the gaming ecosystem i know his reaction videos did well i know he's an Nintendo personality right so that was one of those things of i think that has to be part of the show even though yeah we don't have a vested interest in it but it's the same way where i'll put in i didn't do it today because there were so many things but like nexon didn't get sold but when nexon was up for sale or, or was trying to find a buyer we talked about that because hey this is a big thing happening and it's like yeah n- mm-hmm. no offense to them neither of us really care about their games but, but also like, some of those more business focused stories are very difficult to cover and also not necessarily engaging for people who are watching the show 100% and that's the thing where I think it is a a day-to-day thing of what is the biggest stories that are happening and also what can we add context to like Nexon didn't make the cut today because nobody did it because we would have read that and gone all right cool right the tariff thing makes the cut today because I think it's really cool to see Microsoft Sony and Nintendo working together on something and saying something to the government and speaking on behalf of our industry that's neat it's not us coming in and going in about what's right and wrong about these tariffs and why they're mm-hmm. happening like because I just I don't know I'm not that familiar with that aspect of what's happening but it is a I think there is an importance to the show in terms of it I think you know it's what I was talking about with Gary and what we've talked about you and me on other shows of it's cool to be able to do this on a daily basis, which I know does, as Pokemon say, it can get repetitive that we're talking about a crunch again, loot boxes again. Mm-hmm. But then you get to see those ripples months later, years later, in terms of what it actually equates out to. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I like that. I like that we can now look back at that and be like, oh, I, in the moment, those three weeks are so annoying that every other show has something about X, whatever the big news story is. But when you get away from it, you can see the, you know, what it actually did at that point in time, I think, like rings on a tree kind of thing. It's cool. Uh, but yeah, I think that that's, you know, 
I, we understand there's an importance to the show, and that's why we don't t- we take it seriously. And I dress like a, a video game lawyer to yell at the ESA, <laughs> and if, probably things that would have been solved in just simple email fashion too. But this was more fun. Yeah, it was just more fun to have fun with it. You know, of I mean? course it is. But I think it's also important for us to talk about these things publicly because it's a really shadowy business uh, getting approvals for press credentials and oh, sure. like the parameters for getting approvals like there's no exact science to it a lot well, of it I mean, is like, like there's literally no science to it yeah. when like what's good gets three but kind of funny gets two and it's like yeah. well, well, wait why like why why would that be the way it is you know what I mean so help me god if we only get two badges next year because of you there's gonna be <laughs> fucking hell to pay Miller let, let me tell you if I'm still banned next year, you don't want to be in that convention center. You know what? <laughs> I will, Maybe I can get you in on like an assistant producer bag. No, 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 because we'd be like, oh yeah, it's security. Uh, there's a giant cake being delivered to Ubisoft. I show about like Rita Repulsa. I'm like, ah, I fucking gotcha. Their ESA's like, oh, we got it again. I'll be like the Duke, uh, Duke guys. Duke's the, a hazard. That's the Duke's them. A hazard. They jumped there. out of a cake. No, but then, I, but I, then they, oh, they got him again, and I jump in my car, and then I drive around. And it's just a good old boy. But I'm driving around the E3 show floor, and I'm jumping off. Now. I'm not hitting anybody. Everybody's okay, all right. Okay, good. It's a very small car. In, in like in this fantasy, I'm actually driving the. Golf it's actually car, a bird. Right? Sure, you can be the other decoy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he'll yeah. be there on the little scooter. It'll be great. Never meaning no harm, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to squad <laughs> up. This is where one of you writes in to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. Give me your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you, and everybody has fun together. Today. Two-headed giant needs help on Switch and Twitch. Switch number is this: SW four six seven zero zero five seven seven three one two two. Y'all motherfuckers want to play some goddamn duck game in Mario Kart or what? <laughs> hey, I've been playing duck game in Mario Kart 8 online with my Twitch chat, and I'd love to be able to get a full squad together. Let's be ducks and shoot each other or be Italian plumbers and throw turtle shells at each other. Video games, twitch.tv slash twoheadedgiant. Uh, if you want to do that, hit them up on Switch or watch them on Twitch. There you go. Andrea. Yes, Greg. We ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash games to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can, uh, you know, set the record straight for everything else that's going on with the thing and the, the what not here now. Um, don't worry, nanobiologist. I will have a dedicated moment during the games cast where I say, I'm a banana. So Corey can gif it for you. Okay. Perfect. But I'm not in the full banana that's costume right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. That was from the beginning when you saw the hat on and yeah. before we realized this was a date that would live in infamy of Greg Miller mm-hmm. being banned from E3 and having to roll up at an E3 last year, next year like DX did outside WCW that one time. Remember that, Kevin? Yeah. Do you? Because if not, you need to watch that clip later. It was awesome. No, was I, have no I wasn't listening. I was just thinking. They man, rolled up John on a little Drake tank and they, they like the Degeneration X was trying to invade WCW. X-Pac uh-huh. was like, remember when you fired me? It was great. Anyways, an antibiologist also wrote in to say there's breaking news, which I usually don't do, but this seems like a sweet story that I don't know if it would make the rope. I don't know. Square Enix is partnered with the Gary Sinise Foundation to support heroes across the country, make an impact on the lives of America's real-life warriors by making a donation to the Gary Sinise Foundation today, and Square Enix will match the donation, dollar for dollar, up to $50,000. Your donation goes toward national and local programs that honor and serve America's defenders, veterans, first responders, and their families 365 days a year. You can go to GarySiniseFoundation.org to find out more. Wasn't breaking news. They announced that a couple of days ago, but still a good thing for us to talk about. It was announced Monday, June 24th. Perfect. Thank you. Oh, dang. Uh, Nanobiologist points out, but maybe this is four years old as well, that uh, (laughs) Goat Simulator is now on Xbox Game Pass. We'll figure that out later. Um, 
Clara, Clara G says, just a thought for Greg's E3 problem. Did Jen mistake the badge in the trash can as yours when it was actually hers? I don't think so. Both your guys' names. But again, there it's Friday. I want to know when they yeah, confiscated no, again, his badge. Yeah, that's the key here because he had his badge on his person. All week long. Because you cannot oh, enter the expo Tuesday. hall without your badge. The, the security team is very good about that. So if he was on the show floor at the end of the show with his badge, exactly. then how was it confiscated from him? Exactly. The only they thing have here, to re somebody, somebody must have come must in. Somebody must have reprinted and it. And they're like, oh, whatever, here you go. That yeah. has to have been it, right? Yeah. Okay. There's uh, that to me is the only but, explanation for them having unless the barcodes don't match, which you should double check. Uh, Why? Well, yeah, well, yeah. I would. What I would hope that they've got a system that, like, when they print it out, it logs. They do. Okay. But it doesn't well, mean that there's know. not somebody corrupt inside the E3 media registration. That's my thing. Team. Is like if I if Greg Miller wanted to, you think he couldn't talk his way into another badge up there, very loudly. I'm pretty sure you couldn't. All right, next year I'm trying it. I'm, uh, you know, next year I'm getting 40 people in under the Greg Miller. <laughs> oh, yeah. It turns out this is my, I was trying this year. And then I, you know, I, that's how I was testing the waters, as they say. I'm, uh, so to get to the bottom of it, I'm looking for my registration information from E3 here. Mm -hmm. Take your time, it's no rush. Wait, I mean, what? You, 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 Kate, what is it? I was it? being serious. You, Kevin, you can't toy with me today. You understand Internet I'm fragile? I'm in an emotional state. They, here we this go. This isn't going to stick. You're a free man. Yeah, you got that, a year to resolve this issue. You're fine. Kevin, but what if we could resolve it in a day? You know what I mean? People are always like, world hunger, man, that sucks. And then it's like, but if I could solve it in a day, you wouldn't want me to because I have a year? Come on, Kevin, think. Think for once in your life, will you? <laughs> I agree with some of the people who have been responding on Twitter saying, why wouldn't the ESA, knowing the popularity of one Greg Miller, not maybe instead of sending you this boilerplate email, maybe reach out to you and be like, hey, um, yeah, we found this thing. It was really suspicious. Can we talk to you about it first? Uh, okay, what what was that? What happened? Just because he's popular doesn't mean he should be treated special. Yes, it does. That's exactly what it means, okay, actually. Alright, well. Because you know why? Because now their social media is gonna be blown up all day because well, they can be Sadly it's gonna be the European Space Agency's <laughs> social media is gonna be <laughs> fucked up all day. According to this, Andrea, if you are correct, the barcodes do not fit, they must acquit. So you Because need to look, I, I have they, they, that's how that it's all right, everything's perfect except for that number there. They added another number on there. So it's clearly somebody made a counterfeit badge that well, somehow scanned well, in their system. You need to send this to them. Oh, I'm going that, to. I don't know that it's clear. Maybe the barcode has an extra digit or something. Always when it gets scanned. Well, in. That's what I, I need. Don't to know. I'll, I'll look. I don't. We'll get I Tim's. We're going to cross-reference Tim's. I'm going back to court, everybody. No, the barcode match? numbers do not match. At all? They do not match. No, the first. Just that number is thrown the, off the, the, right? the last two numbers are different. The first one, two, three, Sometimes four, five. The first five numbers are identical. It's the last two numbers that are different. The confirmation number is different on the, the fake badge versus his barcode in his email <laughs> well, hold, inbox. Hold on. Alleged fake badge. It's not alleged if it doesn't match. But like Andrea, Greg said, if it doesn't Andrea, fit, you must have quit. I don't the badge match. don't match. Let me patch. You know what I'm saying? I'll work on it. I'll work on it, everybody. There's a year to figure it out before I'm out in the devolver a lot with a megaphone <laughs> going, let me in, E3. <laughs> Man, now I hope it doesn't get fixed. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily uh, for whatever the hell day it is. Thank you so much for watching along. Remember, we're live on Patreon all day, so check it out there. Internet Explorers is up next. Andrea is over on What's Good Games. That's you have right. a new podcast tomorrow, right? We got a fresh episode Ooh. coming out tomorrow morning. It's, it's a good one. Steaming. Yeah, it is. All right, cool. We're doing Gamescast today. I'm excited. It's going to be great. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, I'm banned from E3. <laughs>